Her and EU, a European podcast on gender equality. Brought to you by the Martin Center with Loredana Teodorescu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of Her and EU, a podcast on gender equality and women's role in the society. I'm Loredana Teodorescu, and our special guest of today is Caroline Estadler, Federal Minister for the EU and Constitution at the Federal Chancellery of Austria. Previously, uh, Minister Estadler was a member also of the European Parliament, head of the delegation of the Austrian People's Party, after serving as Secretary of State at the Federal Ministry of Interior. So, Minister, it is really a pleasure and an honor to have you with us. <laughs> Thank you so much for this invitation. Minister, let me start with your own uh, personal story and your impressive career. Uh, looking back, what have been the ingredients of your success? Uh, how did you get involved uh, in politics? And I'm also wondering how being a woman has affected your career. I mean, was it ever an obstacle or an advantage? Well, I think it started already very early. I grew up in a family, a uh, very political fam family, I would say, and I remember quite well that we had political discussions for every dinner. And already as a child, it has been clear for me what is discussed in this house, on this table, stays there. And I think this is uh, one of the very important uh, preconditions uh, to get also to political positions, to uh, have an understanding of politics, how it works, how it functions, how you can discuss things and with whom. Then I was also involved uh, as a pupil um, in school um, for school politics. Uh, it always was my interest uh, to, to serve for others, to um, somehow fight for the interests of others and, and groups who don't have a loud voice. And it was also a very interesting uh, experience in my life. And then um, after I had uh, become a mother at the age of 20, I was asked in my home village uh, to um, be ready to be elected uh, for the local councillor. And this was the real first political position. And if I look back, then I have to say politics works the same way at every level. You have to have the interest to serve others. It's also good to be interested in human beings and, and to like people uh, and be together with them, discuss things and be ready to debate things also if they are contrary um, or if they are contradictory, I, I would say. And then I had my career as a criminal judge. And then uh, it was always for me um, the issue to balance family life and business life because I was a single mom at the very early age of my son, I think about four. And uh, I also had to bring forward things in my career. And I did my time as a trainee judge and also then as a lawyer during a very critical time of my child, I would say, but he always supported me. Congratulations for what you have achieved. So from local to European to national level. Um, I would say that you are not an exception. I mean, we can see other powerful women in leading positions, uh, starting from the EU institutions led by three women. However, data show us that uh, we are, you are still part of a minority. And I'm wondering, why is that? So what are the main obstacles and how this is affecting all of us? 
Well, I think that even if we do have strong women in very high positions uh, at a certain moment, um, we see that women are still underrepresented in politics. And of course, it's a hard business. Um, you have no working hours. You have to stay at the negotiations as long as they um, are needed to, to be forwarded. And uh, this is for some women, of course, the fact that they abstain, that they don't want to be there. And the second thing, and this is even more important, is um, that very often women do not trust in themselves as much as men used to do so. And I always have the example, if there is a post where you as a woman think, okay, from the three, five preconditions, I fulfilled three perfectly, but two maybe not that perfect, then a woman would not um, do this job. A man would say, okay, from the five preconditions, I fulfill one or two, and the others I will learn while doing so. And this is why I think we should really encourage already young women uh, and even girls that they should trust in them themselves and that they should try it out, that they should do it, and they should also trust in life. You learn the things you need for the post while doing so. So jump and swim and you will survive. I know you are very committed to this. And uh, how? How are you trying to engage women, advance women leadership, uh, encourage women's participation? And how is the situation in your country? Well, first of all, I repeat uh, this message all the time. Uh, when I do have the opportunity to meet together with young pupils, I also say that uh, in front of men or pupils, male pupils, because it's also important, uh, or equally important, I would say, that men understand uh, this um, mechanism, that they also trust in their sisters, in their daughters, um, also in their mothers, as my son did uh, with me. And, and this is something I try to do in groups whenever I have the chance. The other thing is that I also see at the European level, we ha have really strong women also in my formation, the General Affairs Council, we have about one third women and two third men. And I initiated the next generation the next generation is female. Uh, this is a platform uh, to bring together strong European politicians and to encourage ourselves. That's the purpose. And we also did journeys, for example, after the um, war um, of aggression from Russia towards Ukraine started, uh, we went uh, in November last year to Kiev and we were eight female European politicians. And the purpose was uh, to shed light on the female needs, to show what women are also doing in war times, not only their needs, but also their, um, their participation uh, in, in making peace again and, and, and trying to get through this horrifying uh, situation. But we also visited in another formation, but also eight female um, politicians from the European level, Chisinau in the Republic of Moldova. And we also looked into the details there. We had discussions with politicians. They do have a very strong president in the Republic of Moldova, a female president. And I think also the way female politicians are de dealing things is a bit different from the way men are doing uh, these things. And especially in very challenging times, we need both the female and the male view on things. And this is how I try to encourage no matter if they are girls or politicians, women to, to proceed with their jobs and to trust in themselves.
that's an impressive project because uh, I think it's also uh, trying to uh, to create a sort of solidarity among women encouraging themselves and um, and I really congratulate you for for this initiative and now you uh, mentioned also the European Union uh, looking ahead we have an important opportunity which are the European Union elections uh, and I'm wondering uh, is the European Union ready to lead by example how uh, the, the elections would look like according to you? <laughs> I think the most important things uh, for the upcoming uh, elections for the European Parliament is a high participation of the people. We have to understand, no matter if we are women or men, we have to understand that we need the European Union to solve the problems we have still on the table, to handle the challenges uh, which we are facing since in the meantime many, many years. Uh, and uh, because I'm not only talking about the war in Ukraine or the crisis we see in the Middle East, I'm talking about uh, the, the problem of migration, which is not solved uh, by, by now, or the high energy crisis, uh, and, and so on and so forth. We know there are a lot of crises. And this is something I try to explain to the people. It's their chance to participate, to make a decision. And it's our, of course, a duty to show the people what we are standing for, which way of Europe we want to see in the next 5, 10, 20 years. Uh, and here also the internet comes into play. Um, if we are seeing how many fake news and disinformation and misinformation we have, then it's, it's even harder to do so than, than years ago. Uh, and these elections will be crucial for the future of Europe. And I can only encourage everyone not only to vote, but also to inform themselves what are the alternatives. Are there alternatives? I would say, no, there is no alternative to a very strong European Union. And this union has to be built up on the opinion of the people of this continent. I, of course, totally agree with you. Um, and maybe going back to something that you, you mentioned before, uh, which is the different way of leadership expressed by, by women. Um, I agree with you that women can bring specific contributions to the table. And it's also about diversity, ensuring uh, diversity around the table. Um, what is your personal experience about that? Uh, is there a different way to do things when women are involved? And I'm looking also at you. You are dealing with also with... Uh, uh, very important issues at EU level, but also sometimes uh, contro controversial um, subjects like migration. So, I mean, how women are dealing uh, with all these policies and issues in a, in a different way? I would say whenever women are on the table and in negotiations, also emotions are there. And very often um, we are blamed for maybe showing uh, and having emotions, but especially in times like that, emotions are needed to be shown, are needed to be taken into account. And uh, this is uh, the way forward in negotiations when solving uh, big issues. Um, we should not be ashamed for it. We as women, we give the life. And I think we have another assessment of life in so many aspects. We as women, we very often have double and triple responsibilities. We don't only have our jobs and we have uh, to be professional, but we also have children or, or also parents for who we have to care. And this is something which is naturally, 
the society is taking it for naturally that we are doing all these things at the same time. Um, well, in former times, I would not blame um, businessmen and modern men um, now, but in, in, in former times, and I guess in many families it's still like that, if there is a very successful man, a businessman, then the woman is there and he is packing his suitcase. No one would do that for a woman. In contrary, they are also awaiting, if they are going on a business trip, that there is enough for um, in the kitchen for the children and maybe also for a husband or so. And this is something we should be aware of and we should also not be ashamed of showing our emotions. That is exactly what we need. Thank you. Thank you for your strong message. Uh, I think it's really important. And bring, this brings me a little bit to our conclusion, going back to you uh, as a minister, as a woman. Uh, you are today an amazing inspiration for many girls, for many women. Uh, you have a powerful voice on that matter. Uh, you are also leading some concrete uh, initiatives in order to encourage the leadership of women. Uh, was there anybody who inspired you throughout your life? First of all, I grew up in a family with really strong women, starting with my mother, but also my grandmothers. And one of the grandmothers, she was a doctor. She studied during the war uh, here in Europe, in, in Austria, and she always had to show strength. This is the, the other thing um, when, you come to, when it comes to emotion, that strength shown by a woman is also something where you can be blamed for. But you need this strength to, to come forward. So this is the first thing. The other thing is um, that I was shaped by a lot of strong women, starting with uh, the long-serving president of the Salzburg festivals, Helga Rabel-Stadler. I worked for her. She was a tough woman. She was very strict also with me, but I learned a lot from her. Um, or the first regional uh, councillor, um, uh, Waltraud Klasnik. She, she, was, she was the first woman in this position and she still is involved uh, in politics and, and she's there. If, if I have a question, I can debate things with her. But if we go to the international level, because these are Austrian examples, I would say it was lately Lady Catherine Ashton who really impressed me a lot. Uh, she was uh, in Alpbach, I invited her and she, she said very, very, very interesting and important things. One sentence was, it's not important to be the first woman in a position. It's important to care for it that you are not the last. Because only if women and more women have the same position or big positions, high positions, then also women have the right, right to fail. And this is something I, I quoted already many, many times um, because, yeah, I think that's, that's the key point. Let's not be the first woman, let's support other women, let's elevate other women's, women and, and, and do it on a daily basis, not only if you feel like doing so, but do it as a responsibility also for society. And what is the message that you want to leave to our listeners, especially I have in mind, of course, women who would like to become more active in politics at all levels? No matter if the listeners are female or male, I would say we need a diverse world. We need the view of um, men and women. And um, this is something especially men should also be aware of. A woman who is sitting there and showing a lot of strength has probably also duties as a, as a mother. A woman 
has probably not the same support as a man um, when it comes to their own family. And we always should bear that in our mind. But if we want to have a good future in this world, in Europe, then it's really high at time that we at least have a 50-50 share of position for men and women. And this is the way I think we can make the world a bit better. Minister, thank you. Thank you very much for your time, for sharing with us your personal story, but also your insights. Uh, and uh, thank you for this interesting conversation. Thank you to the Martin Center for making this podcast possible. Uh, we, will back, we will be back soon with our next episode of Her and EU, so stay tuned. That was today's episode of Her and EU. Subscribe to our podcast for more.